Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of Tag Talk. My name is Kylie. This is Haley. And I just wanted to apologize. There was no episode last week. Um, I, you know, there's a hurricane. I was depressed and it just wasn't going to work for us. So you know what? But this week, we have a lot to talk about because this week, for whatever reason, it's like every wrestling company decided they were going to have an event this week. Yeah. So listen, we're going to do our best to cover everything, but (laughs) it was a lot. It was. So let's start with Impact. Okay. For me, you know, Impact had Bound for Glory. Mm -hmm. For me, probably my favorite match and like one of my favorite things in Impact is the Death Dolls. So it's Impact, Knockout, Women... Impact knockout women's yeah, women's women's yeah. <laughs> so many words, but anyway, uh, it's Rosemary, Ty Valkyrie, and Jessica, new champs. What did you think of the match? What do you think of the Death Dolls? What do you think of Impact? I mean, I love Impact. Bound for Glory is one of my favorite pay per views that any company holds. I always think it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a little surprised, but. You know, with the status, because they took the titles off of VXT, mm-hmm. but with the status of, you know, Chelsea um, in her contract, I don't want to speculate too much. That's not my business. Um, and everything going on with Deanna and, you know, her wedding and everything. I feel like this was kind of a good opportunity. And I feel like the knockouts tag titles <laughs> um are kind of becoming synonymous with Rosemary and Jessica and Taya. Because they've held the titles, I think, on three occasions. Yeah. Just in, like, different variations, obviously. Yeah, I, you know, I definitely agree. And I think Impact, especially with the knockouts, they're doing a lot of really great stuff. Yeah. And they're putting on a lot of great pay-per-views. And, you know, we don't talk about impacts a lot on the show, mostly because... Well, I'm not sure how many of our viewers watch Impact, but if you don't, if you aren't watching Impact, I really think it's worth checking out. Um, There is like some silly stuff on Impact, but I think there's a lot of just really great wrestling on that show. And this match to me is emblematic of that. And I think moving forward, I think Taya uh, in particular is going to have a major role. Um, You know, I don't know. Again, I don't know. I don't know her status of you know what she wants to do with her career and whatever. But I don't know. I'm really excited about this. I am too, and I think that they looked really great together. I love their matching gear. I think the entrance is really cool. So I'm excited to see them elevate the tag division because I think that the knockouts divisions in general are mm-hmm. very good. And I hope they get a lengthy reign because I think the longest reign that they've had since the title came back from vacancy is like four months give or take yeah um so they've been playing hot potato a bit which isn't my favorite thing with titles sometimes so i hope that they you know get a lengthy reign yeah wasn't it it was jordan and rachel right that held it for like like 20 days it was like three weeks or something 
mm-hmm. with Jordan Grace and Rachel Ellering. Yeah. Correct me about in the comments if I'm wrong, but I think I remember that. Which is absolutely absurd, but impact but i do think they've turned a new leaf in the last especially this summer i think this summer was a big turning point for impact uh and bobby fish is there <laughs> so if you're gonna tune in for anything turn in for robert the fish <laughs> not robert the fish <laughs> oh i listen i have a special bond with bobby fish um so oh, we know I, i'm not gonna get into it but like if you follow me on twitter you know um so moving on from impact, because we don't want to spend too much time on that, because like I said, we have like so many things to get through. Let's shift over to WWE. Uh, the Brawling Brutes versus Imperium, which I think, and I just want to be upfront and honest, I think Imperium is one of the best things in WWE right now. And I, I think realistically, Imperium should be at the top of everything. I don't know. There's just something about, you know, their presentation and the way they wrestle that is so unique to everything else in WWE. And as much as people say there's a style to WWE wrestling and that WWE, like, wants people to wrestle a certain way, I think Imperium really departs from that in a lot of ways, and it really works. And we saw a lot of that in this match. Um, What did you think of the match? I thought it was good. I'm a fan of strong style wrestling, and I think it's something that we don't see a ton of mm-hmm. in WWE specifically. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like they have a lot of high flyers and kind of like mixed wrestling, but not a lot of strong style. Yeah. So that's what kind of appeals to me with Imperium specifically. Um, and I think that they're kind of you know, making themselves known, and I would love to see them take the titles off the Usos. <laughs> I know we talk about this all the time with the Usos, but listen, I love the Usos, but I just feel like they're overstaying their welcome a little bit, and I feel like with these hints with them and Roman right now, specifically Jay, um, you know, there's no better time. I will say, um, when the match started and the camera panned over that little bar setup with the <laughs> barrels, I was like, oh, no, the bar. I missed the bar. Oh, no. That was so good. And I don't care what anybody says. The bar was good. I don't care. I love that. <laughs> and I love this little Seamus renaissance he's going through with oh, the brawling yeah. brutes. I love, like, the Peaky Blinders aesthetic. Um, but the bar forever <laughs> in my heart. <laughs> Um, but speaking of Sheamus, he really needed this win. Um, and I I feel like it says a lot about him that he's been in the business for, like, what, 15 years or more? Now? Oh like, God, I don't yeah. know, a long time. And he's still able to get himself over with the crowds. Um, I feel like maybe we could even see him take the Intercontinental title off of Gunther. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I wouldn't be opposed to it. I really wouldn't. Um, you know, it's never going to happen. But <laughs> if it did, if WWE trios titles were a thing, ooh, Imperium. Yeah. Listen, I, I don't know what it is. Something you have about to push them. them to the top. They're just so good. They really are. And like, you know, tri- Triple H is in charge now, and I don't think Vince McMahon ever would have done a whole lot with them because I think he his like prize was Walter slash Gunther, but I don't know. 
Imperium, Triple H, get on the money. Let's go. Um, nothing else to talk about WWE wise. Um, <laughs> where are the Usos? We got a Solo Sokoa mention uh, in the Drew McIntyre match. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, like, what are we doing with the Usos moving forward? Are we going to hide them and pretend like they aren't? double champs doing all this stuff like i don't know what we're doing we just we need something fresh you know yeah more tag teams please please start focusing on your tag divisions just make some tag teams it won't be hard and like i tweeted this and a lot of people like poked fun and they like you know the typical like you're so stupid comments but like the triple h honeymoon period is over and uh, Ron Rousey, Liv Morgan, like that is that was a big red flag for me. And um, Triple H, how you can resolve this? Fix the tag division. Like we talk about it all the time on the show, and I don't think Triple H is watching this, but if he is, hi. Um, but AEW, um, which we'll get into in a minute had so many tag matches on Rampage and then Battle of the Belts, and that's two hours of TV in total. And a lot of them were really great. And I just don't understand why WWE can't do the same. Like, the Usos have both the belts, and I understand there's, like, a reason for that, and they'll probably have the belts for, I don't know, nine more years, 50 more years, who knows. But, like, we can do other stuff. And Imperium versus the Brawling Brutes, to me, that was, like, the pinnacle of WWE tag wrestling. Like, there's so many good things in there. And, like, we could go back and pick it apart for psychology and all those storytelling things. But it was very, very good. And, like, we could do that consistently. Mm-hmm. Like, this doesn't have to be a one-time thing. And I just need Triple H to connect the wires there and make sense of it. <laughs> I think, too, we spend a lot of time talking about the women's division specifically the women's tag division um Mm -hmm. a lot but i think that they're giving the men's division um a run for their money right now i think that the women's tag division is really on the up and up uh so i think the women's division in general in wwe is doing a lot better yeah um i i i don't necessarily agree with the ronda rousey decision and i don't think the match was good but um I think with Bianca and, you know, the mention of Sasha Banks on commentary, with which doesn't mean she's coming back, but WWE is clearly friendly to Sasha Banks, which, you know, is a good sign. So I don't know. Overall, I thought Extreme Rules was okay. There was a lot of bad, but there was like the very good return of Bray Wyatt. Um, and that, that was like the only thing that I really loved. Um, but it is, it was a lot better than other WWE, like second level pay-per-views of the past. So can I just mention something really fast before we move on? Cause we were talking about Ronda and Liv. I feel like the only way that could be justified, that we could justify that loss is if Liv joins, um, like Bray's like little faction that he's teasing as like sister Abigail. I feel like that's the only way I could justify it because she should not have lost it. Yeah, and with her smile while she's getting like choked out, it's a little evil, a little maniacal. Love evil live. And that little backstage segment, 
love yeah Bray. i would i would love to see her with bray because pe- like live being with bray has been something fans have fantasy booked forever if like years like you could i don't know where you could trace it back to but like 2016 at least i would say so i think she'd do very well there and correct me if i'm wrong wasn't she originally in talks to be sister abigail or did i make that up she might have been but like the alexa bliss thing i think that's gonna be a very big obstacle for them to overcome Mm -hmm. because i don't think fans are gonna want to trust in the sister abigail-esque character because of how awful alexa bliss like she was great she acted great but how bad that character was so like are they gonna erase that like the past of it and like move forward like is everything about the fiends gone and erased and like this is like completely new because then you in my opinion you also have to erase the entire wyatt family yeah i feel like that kind of all of the like faces of bray's past is like him kind of saying goodbye to it and like it's kind of like a death type thing mm-hmm. but like you said then you'd have to get rid of the Wyatt family and yeah. I'm not I don't know I mean Bray Wyatt he's a very creative guy uh, you know I think Triple H understands that and would trust him to be a little more creative with this stuff um I pray that if Liv Morgan does join this new group that Alexa Bliss doesn't and Alexa Bliss stays far away from it and they really don't even interact ever. I want a wall to be between Alexa Bliss and Bray Wyatt's universe because if once you bring her in there and you have that contact, we got to talk about the doll and the swing set and all the annoying things, the the black magic and all the things. So for my own sanity, Triple H, keep them apart. I feel like Scarlet could be kind of cool, though. Yeah. I kind of like what they're doing with her. And, like, I know, you know, she's kind of stuck with Cross, but I feel like that'd be interesting. Because she can wrestle, and she's a good wrestler. Like, I want to see her wrestling on TV. (laughs) And I think she's stuck with him, one, because she's beautiful, and it, like, feeds Mm -hmm. into his character. And I think just for the sake of his entrance. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, she's not doing anything particularly, like, unique as a valet. But, like, the entrance, the fans love it, and they're so attached to this entrance, which, in my opinion, is kind of, like, not that great. But I just, I don't know why she's there. Like, I don't know what we're doing there. And she's completely capable. Like I said, she's such a good wrestler. If you guys haven't seen her wrestle before, please go check out her matches. Mm -hmm. Um and I would just love to see them do more with her. I think she's a valuable asset to the women's division. I agree. And with the women's division on the up and up, it'd be cool to see her. Uh, you know, she could wrestle anybody and be great. Yeah. Like the women's division right now on the main roster is just so stacked. And I'm excited for it. But moving into AEW, which there was a lot of AEW this week. Um, We had Dynamite, then we had Rampage, and we had Battle of the Belts. We're going to focus primarily on Battle of the Belts because, and Rampage, because we got, we got some things to talk about 
about here? So just a little bit of a rundown. Blackpool Combat Club and Trio matches again. They beat Roosh and Private Party. I don't think they're going anywhere with Blackpool Combat Club as a trio. Um, I'm not even entirely sure what the point of this match was. <laughs> I guess just a showcase for Roosh, which it was. I, I mean, I'm excited to see Private Party, though. Like, oh, we yeah. talk about it all the time and how underrated they are. They need to be on TV. So I'm super glad that they were on TV. Yeah, and I really hope they start explicitly addressing this Matt Hardy private party mm-hmm. situation where they're, like, in this contract dispute with Andrade. And I wish, I don't know, we knew a little bit more, but now Andrade's, like, in trouble. Yeah. Um. So I don't know where we go from here. Maybe Roosh and, like, Jose the assistant will be the, his proxy and, like, Matt Hardy will buy them out with the money he made from the Hardy family office. Hmm. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Regardless, private party doing something, anything is important to me because they beat the young bucks and we just seem to have forgotten that. Yep. So we had varsity blondes versus Tony Nese and Josh Woods. And let me just say, uh, with smart Mark Sterling, um, the ROH crossover into Rampage, um, Rampage in particular, not really Dynamite, is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. And I, like a lot of ROH is taking over Rampage. And we saw that in this match with the Varsity Blondes just looking like idiots. Um, not, I love Josh Woods and I do like Tony Nese. And I think they, they're a great tag team. I think they wrestle great together. But I'm not sure the fans are making the connections between ROH and AEW that would, like, make this... Like, fans aren't seeing ROH on the same level as AEW. And that is, like... I think that's really hurting Rampage, especially here. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, Rampage is the B-show, obviously. Dynamite's Mm -hmm. their baby. Um, And I understand that, you know, you need to kind of develop ring of honor stories on television especially if you're going to campaign to get the show on tv again um but i do feel like it's hurting rampage i feel like a lot of people are becoming very disinterested uh no matter how good the matches are i i just don't i don't think it's working (laughs) i feel like they would just spread it out better and like we saw the acclaimed um and you know we saw the acclaimed on dynamite too with the National Scissoring Day celebration, which was excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, Swerve came out, so I guess they're still mixing it up with Swerve and Lee, whatever. It is what it is. Um, but, like, when you have something that's such a highlight, like the acclaimed being world tag champs, you know, the first homegrown champs, all that stuff, it's weird to me that you have other, like, homegrown tag teams, like the Varsity Blondes, and you're not really, like, capitalizing on that mm-hmm. and you know josh woods and uh tony niece they are another homegrown tag team but they're like roh yeah like they're not aew so i just i don't know what this relationship is and you know i understand that aew needed time to figure out how it's going to relate to roh but presu- i presume that everything exists under the same universe because we do see that crossover and like we saw it again on uh, battle of the belts with fgr which we'll get into um, but I don't know. I don't find it compelling TV to have ROH guys coming in and out for seemingly no reason other than matches and then segments. 
after. It's just, I'm just not into it. And to your point about homegrown talent, I feel like they, other than the acclaimed, they're having trouble finding the footing with these teams. I feel like the Varsity Blondes are in a very tragic position. I feel like we're going to see the end of them very soon. Um, And I feel like Brian Pillman Jr. will be completely fine. But it hurts my heart because I do like Griff. And I feel like he's really just going to float. And, you know, that's the case for a lot of people in AEW. But I hope that he gets put somewhere with something. Like, I don't even know. Like, where could you put him? I did could just stick him with Neeson Woods and put him in ROH, to be honest. Um, True. I think he fits well there. And I don't think he's ne- necessarily ready to stand on his own, it, like, compared to the AW roster. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not as fleshed out as a performer as Brian Pullman Jr. is. Yeah. Um, and he needs more time. Like, he's been in Varsity Blondes for so long. But then Julia Hart left the Varsity Blondes, and it's like we got no forward momentum. And a lot of the stories Varsity Blondes, you know, were involved with, like their feud with the Acclaimed, controversial. But that was about, like, the Acclaimed really honed in on Julia. And then we had Julia's heel turn, and we had, you know, Brian Pillman's feud. But it's like Brian Pillman Jr. feuding with people because he's being bullied or whatever. But it's never been about Griff. It's like the other two, which understandable because they both stand out, I think, a lot more. Um, I just think he needs more practice doing things. And he doesn't get things. Like, he doesn't get, like, things where he's forced to, you know, work on his own. Um, Mm -hmm. So I don't know what they do with him. Like, you you could put him in ROH with uh, Neeson Woods. You could keep him on AEW and, like, I don't know, you make him feud with, like, the Dark Order or something? I don't know. Like, he doesn't fit anywhere. And it sucks. Yeah. I feel like ROH would be a good spot for him, especially because they're trying to kind of build a roster over there and kind of put new developing talent. And I feel like it's a good spot for a lot of people that are just kind of floating in AEW right now to you know, filter into Ring of Honor. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. And that will, and also that way you don't have to sign a bunch of people to Ring of Honor and, Mm -hmm. you know, make your roster, your overall roster even bigger. Um, Overall, I don't know why this match was here other than a place filler and a thing for Nice Woods and the Acclaimed, but whatever. Moving into women's tag action, we had TJ, Anna Jay, and Ty Mello. Uh, versus Madison Rain and Sky Blue. What did you, first of all, what did you think of that segment on Dynamite where Madison Rain was like, I'm here and I'm like helping to build young talent, especially the star Sky Blue. And then they just get interrupted by Ty Mello and Anna Jay for like no reason. <laughs> I f- it was giving me like, <laughs> this is going to sound so bad because I love Madison Rain, but it was giving me like CM Punk energy. Like that promo they cut when he was like, <laughs> You know, I'm here to work with, like, the younger guys and, like, whatever. It was giving me that energy. I love Madison right now, and I'm not comparing her to Sam Punk at all. But, um, I don't know. I feel like it's it's definitely odd, um, especially to see TJ. We haven't really seen them tag mm-hmm. too much together recently. Um, I mean, I'm glad that they are. I have said for a long time that I feel like they should be on TV and kind of 
developing and I feel like with everything going on with Sammy, um, Ty needs to to break apart and do her own thing again. So I'm glad yeah, it's okay. And I think like the last few episodes of Tag Talk, we both have really talked about how, you know, Anna Jay, you know, joining the Jericho Appreciation Society should have been an automatic reunion of those two as a tag team in matches. And, you know, we're finally getting that. And I would like to see Ty Mello really stand on her own again without Sammy Guevara. Um, you know, I don't know all the details about the Andrade fight. I don't know what went down. I wasn't there. But the bottom line is that Sammy Guevara clearly there's he's a drama queen in some capacity. He attracts drama, maybe he attracts dramatic people, or maybe he exudes drama. I don't know what the situation is. He could be a complete villain. He could be a complete victim. I don't know. Regardless, Ty Mello and Anna Jay, there's money in that act. And when, you know, going back to the street fight after that, they didn't really capitalize it on it the way that they should have, in my opinion. Um, you know, Sky Blue is a special talent. And Madison Rain, a veteran, we love her. And I love that she's here in the women's division. But if we really start working to bring up, you know, the women of the Jericho Appreciation Society, it's not just Jericho being ROH World Champion, which I just remembered and is absurd to me. But we could really do something here. Yeah. Instead of them just being, you know, props in this whole Jericho world. I will say... I'm particularly happy with the developments in the women's division lately. I feel like we're finally getting mm-hmm. a lot of focus off of Brit. Um, yeah. And, you know, she's like the face of AEW, pretty much. Um, I would say she is, but, you know, if if Tony's going to put somebody at the forefront of the women's division, it's going to be Brit. Um but I feel like some of that focus is finally coming off of her and we're seeing a lot of development with some of these younger girls. I love that we're seeing more of Penelope Ford on TV. I think she's been so good since she came back from her injury. Um, and I loved seeing her, uh, in such a big spot. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm excited and I hope we get more of that. Yeah, and I do think there's something special about the Brit and Soraya dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's reports that Soraya is approved to wrestle, you know, cleared to wrestle, excuse me. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm not her, I'm not her doctor. But the way that they're really bringing in as many people as they can into that feud instead of making it, like, you know, one-on-one, I love that. And I mentioned on Twitter, but, like, doing a blood and guts, a women's blood and guts with, you know, oh, the money. It'd be so good. And you'd be able to give a young talent like Willow or Penelope the opportunity to do something really cool. Uh, one, to add to their like portfolio of cool moments. And two, like really get the fans invested in them. Like not that fans aren't invested in Penelope and Willow, but not to the level of Brit or Soraya or Sheeta. Um, so I think there's money there. And I think that is really just masterfully done. Because you could have easily just done Brit and Soraya. But bringing in everyone, I, I think that's a big step forward in the women's division. I don't know if we owe it to Soraya or if we owe it to Madison Rain or maybe Tony Khan's finally seeing the light. I don't know. But I'm not going to look a gift horse in the mouth. 
I'm just going to accept it and I'm just going to smile because I like it. I love to having like big factions like that. You get so many unique mashups Mm -hmm. and matchups that you probably wouldn't see otherwise on TV. And I feel like it gives a lot of room to breathe. Like there's so many directions that storylines could go in. I love it. Me too. So, okay, I'll give you the choice. Do you want to talk about Dark Order or FTR first? <laughs> um, let's go Dark Order first. <laughs> okay, Death Triangle versus Dark Order uh, for the trio of titles. I think we can all agree this was absurd. You, They've set up, essentially, Dark Order to win the trio's titles. I was prepared for it. I was ready. It's like Brody Lee's, you know, like two-year, you know, two-year anniversary, his two-year mark. And you have Dark Order, which has their 10 is in there. So 10 is like his, you know, Brody Lee's little protege that he handpicked. Um, and then you have Death Triangle, who admittedly, I do love Death Triangle. Um, but Pac's doing double duty. Like Pac is basically teasing a heelish yeah. Um, attitude and you know I think it was time for Dark Order to like get something especially with the Elite being gone but that's not what happened is it Haley? No. And I'm not opposed to Death Triangle being Trio's champ and for a while I was like okay obviously you know they're going to be transitional champs for when the Elite come back like you can get good story out of that whatever but I feel like because Pack is pulling double duty right now, like the trios division is already getting put on the back burner for the All Atlantic title, and that sucks because you just introduced these titles and they already feel meaningless. And I feel like this was the prime opportunity to have Dark Order win, be transitional champs for the Elite. They're the underdogs; nobody would have expected it. And then when the Elite come back, it just adds another layer to that story. And it would be so cool. Yeah, and, like, I don't know when the Elite are coming back because there's reports the the investigation stalled, like, someone isn't being cooperative, blah, blah, blah. We're we're not going to get into that because Haley and I, um, we said our piece. But, (laughs) (laughs) but I, I, the thing is, I do like Death Triangle. I've always really liked them. But it's, like, the trio's titles are just a prop for Pac right now because he's, you know, two belts. He's two Pac. And I don't think I like that very much. And it does feel, it feels like one, the trio's titles are becoming less important. You know, the elite left, they had no plans for the titles. I get it. But two, it feels like the Lucha brothers are becoming less important compared to Pac. And like for a trio to really work, like everyone needs to be treated as important because they're all champion. Like in the elite. Everyone was important because they're all champions. And with Dark Order, I would argue, especially with the Brody Lee tie-in for 10, they're all important for, you know, the integrity of the Dark Order as the whole faction. But it's like the Lucha Bros are just there. Like, where's the Lucha Bros? I feel like they keep getting put in this position, too. Like, even when they were tag champions, I felt this way. Like, their reign, they had amazing matches. I love the Lucha Bros. I think they're Mm -hmm. incredible wrestlers. But... The rain to me just felt so lackluster. Like, I feel like, and we've said it before, unless the Young Bucks are tag champions, they don't really know what to do. 
Which is crazy. (laughs) You have incredible tag teams. The Lucha Bros, how do you mess up the Lucha Bros? How do you mess up the Lucha Bros? I I don't know. And now you're messing them up again. You had an opportunity (laughs) to have them be trio champions, and you're just putting them to the side again. I hate it. I really do. And it's, I just don't understand it because Pac is, you know, he's an incredible wrestler and he's been in AEW since day one. Like the first press conference, he was there. I get it. You know, really your OG guys giving them what they deserve. Moxley just got another five-year contract with a coaching role, presumably more responsibilities, more benefits, more money. Yes. Do that. Take care of your OG guys. Give Pac something. The All-Atlantic title, cool, but, like, he's not on TV. Trio's titles, he's on TV, he's doing double duty. But, like, the you can't forget the Lucha Bros in that process. Like, they're not just Pac's backup dancers. And uh, for me, ever since they won the Trio's titles, it's really felt that way, maybe even before, like, mm-hmm. to a lesser extent. And I just don't understand. You know, you could have given the belts to the Dark Order here, which I think the Dark Order deserve it at this point. Um and then you could have done something with that triangle. You could, you know, Pac could turn on the Lucha Bros or vice versa. And you could really move into something really, really cool with them. Uh, but it didn't happen. And instead, this happened. And I don't think, is there anyone genuinely who would be opposed to a Dark Order Trios run? I don't know. I just, it felt like it was set up so perfectly, too, with, you know advertising this as like the Brody anniversary um and I'm not gonna pretend to know um about you know Amanda's relationship with AEW and all that that's not my business um but for me in my opinion I felt that it was a bit distasteful Mm -hmm. to put the Dark Order on TV in this match and have them lose. Uh, I felt like even when 10 was advertised with Andrade, um, I was like, oh, well, I mean, he's going to lose that match, obviously, and it's going to suck. But with this, I was like, maybe the Dark Order have a chance. And it sucks to see that, like, no, the outcome was exactly the same. Yeah, and, like, We've seen a lot of issues with the Dark Order. You know, people not resigning their contracts, going and doing other things. Um, Hangman seemingly is, like, off doing his thing with Mox. And he's, like, not invested in trios or tag like he was in the past. So this was a really great opportunity for AEW to really solidify that Dark Order's not going anywhere. The Dark Order's forever. This is, like... a uh, a key part of AEW and what makes AEW so special, which I would argue the Dark Order is unique in wrestling. And are are like a really, you have the elite, you have the Dark Order, and that's about it in terms of like, I I think unshakable things in AEW. I just don't know. I don't know how they made this decision unless like the Dark Order is going to win later, like at a pay-per-view or something. I feel like they will. Which Tony Khan loves to do for some reason. He did it with the acclaimed. <laughs> he did it with Thunder Rosa. I don't know what the point is about it, but especially having them lose twice now in trios bouts. 
I don't know. Are the fans going to get behind it? Like, is the purpose to make them the underdogs so that, like, the payoff is greater? I don't know. I feel like they can't afford to keep taking losses like this, though. I think to an extent, like, fans are starting to not take them seriously. Yeah. Like, when you see the Dark Order... Yeah, when you see Dark Order advertised for a title match, with the exception of this one, I don't think anyone really believes that they're going to win. Um, I think before, you know, with when Brody, you know, rest in peace, when Brody was still alive and he was leading as the Exalted One and you had Anna Jay and you had, like, the big, full, complete Dark Order. I think they felt unstoppable. And I think I would have believed they would win any title that they went for. You know, Brody won the TNT title. I think Anna Jay could have won the women's title. We could have had tag titles. We could have done the whole thing. But then we had, you know, the unfortunate passing of Brody Lee. We have Anna Jay dipping off to Jericho Appreciation Society. Stu's gone. Alan Angels is gone. And now we're down to, like, the bones of the Dark Order. And it's like they're a shell of what they used to be. And it's weird. If you think about Dark Order when it was Uno and Grayson and they debuted, and people hated them. Yeah. They hated them because they were so cheesy and annoying. And look at this little renaissance they had. And I think they owe it to Brody Lee. And so them talking about Brody Lee and I'm putting the Dark Order out there just for the Dark Order to not win is absurd. It's just bad mm-hmm. booking. Like morals and ethics and emotions aside, it's like not good booking. No. I didn't like this at all. <laughs> I just, uh, moral of the story, I think we both want the Dark Order to be trio champs. I think, like I said, that it would add another layer to, you know, the elite Dark Order lore. Whenever they come back, we don't know, but hopefully they win soon. And, you know, yeah. people are saying the AEW doesn't miss the elite. AEW misses the elite. They and do. this is why. I don't care if you can talk about ratings, you can talk about social media numbers. I don't care. But if we talk about strict booking and stories, AW misses the elite. And I don't think you can really argue with that. Sorry. I don't care if you hate the elite. You can objectively say when the elite are in AEW, it's better. All of them. When look at when Kenny got hurt and then it was not as good. But anyway. Listen. Listen, I'm full of controversial opinions today. Like, I, my legs are so sore. I had a workout. Like, I really pushed myself, and now my legs are so sore. Not us both having sore legs. Not that this is, like, has to do with anything, but... It has nothing to do with wrestling. We are the same. <laughs> and, and listen, um, I think that... <laughs> I think that after this, I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> So smart. I love that. We're filming on Sunday again. Yeah. Um, you know, we both don't feel good. And it's, what, 1 p.m.? Yeah. We, we're we ready to go to bed. <laughs> uh, let's get this last match out of the way. We have FTR and the Gates of Agony. What do you think of the Gates of Agony? How they're, like, presented in AEW? Huh. I like them. I'm glad we're seeing more of them. And I think think that they're kind of posing themselves as a viable threat to FTR. And I'm kind of into that. Yeah. 
I don't think, want like FTR to lose their titles or anything, but I am kind of liking this. I think the issue with ROH is that the roster isn't flushed out. So like a lot of the champions feel like they're going to be champions for like the next decade. Yeah. Uh, and ROH, of course, falls under, uh, not ROH, FTR falls under that category. Um, but I don't know, with Gates of Agony being in this match, and I think they were impressive. I think Khan in particular is very impressive. Um, and then we have Brian Cage being Brian Cage against <laughs> Wardlow. Um, anyway, um, I don't know. I feel like if they did an ROH pay-per-view, um, I don't know when they would do it, December probably. But I think Gates of Agony, like if they beat FTR, I would be okay with it. Like I would want I'd understand the booking. I understand the reasoning for it. And I think it would be believable, especially with how they've been presented as like these monsters who are unstoppable and this big faction. Um, FTR, I don't, I never really thought that they, if ROH starts TV, I never thought FTR would be there. I always thought FTR was just there, you know, to carry through this non TV period. Um, but then again, we have Jericho as world champion. I don't know what's going on with that. But anyway, uh, and FTR, of course, you know, has the AAA belt still, IWGP, uh, not AEW, <laughs> but, uh, and I don't know if you start taking belts away from them now or if you do more with it. I don't know. Regardless, I think it's best for ROH to really have, you know, a home talent. Like an ROH specific team to be tag champs because FTR they can only do so much with the belts. Mm-hmm. They, you know they have they have three belts. If they're and they're in AEW and don't have the AEW belts, they have everybody else's belts. So I think it's best for ROH. I thought this match was okay. I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, FTR is still so over and the fans still really love them, which confuses me about why they're not on TV more often. But you know, drama is drama. It is what it is. Regardless, this was okay. Battle of the Belts was okay this time. I mean, it was good. I'm usually not into Battle of the Belts, really. Um, mm-hmm. Like, for a match, like, here and there. But not, like, a whole... The show as a whole. I thought it was good. Um, And I do think that, like, if they run, like, a final battle back or something... um, You know, a lot of people are talking about <laughs> FTR and the Briscoes again... Um, and I just feel like, one, because the Briscoes seemingly can't be on AEW TV, um, so they have to develop, you know, those storylines through social media. hmm Not, I don't really think that they should run their third match back yet. Um, I think they need to give that time to breathe, and I think that Gates of Agony is a good, a good choice. Yeah, I think I think there's an argument either way for FTR or Gates of Agony. Like mm-hmm. going into ROH TV, I think you could argue either one of them should be champs. Yeah. Um, but I think this match did its job and made it seem less implausible that Gates of Agony could be realistic threats mm-hmm. to FTR. Um, and I think Brian Cage, you know, I have my criticism criticisms of Brian Cage. I think the way he was presented against Wardlow. I think that's where we're going with oh, yeah. this whole this whole embassy fa- um, faction. So it was okay. I think AEW won the week in terms of wrestling. I thought, um, 
there was more substance to AEW this week than I think WWE or Impact. Um, then again, it's, it's subjective. It's a matter of opinion. Don't come for me. Don't attack me. Uh, but overall, I thought it was a great weekend. I really did. Yeah, and it's still not even over. There's still wrestling going on tonight. We got ECW. Probably some other stuff that I can't think of right now because I'm so tired, you guys. <laughs> and then right after this, we, I got to ship this episode off so it could be uploaded on time. Um, but yeah, I think we had a lot of the big highlights this week. It was a big week for tag wrestling, like we said. Um, not so much in WWE, but everywhere else, there was a lot of good tag team wrestling. I was really impressed. Um, I'm excited to get a full night of sleep, though. <laughs> you deserve it. <laughs> so Haley, do you want to do your closing thoughts and your plugs? Um, what are my closing thoughts? Um, push the Imperium to the moon. Have them be thrown the Usos. Um, and yeah, those are my closing thoughts. My plugs. Uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Haley at underscore um, to see everything that I'm doing. Uh, I have started up my writing thing again. So you can check out Nerds and Beyond, Body Slam, all that stuff. It's all linked on my Twitter. Um, follow, I we say it every week, follow at Romantic Russell on Twitter, promise. <laughs> we say it every week, we're like, you know, we have stuff coming. Like, we promise, we promise, we I'm promise. so busy, guys. You don't understand. <laughs> I work for It's time. hard. It's hard. We're too hardworking gals just trying to make it in the world you know we're girl I'm bosses surprised we can do this show every week to be honest we're, we are girl bosses um <laughs> but we promise soon eventually i don't know but yeah follow at romantic roswell twitter uh you can follow me on twitter at fuller underscore kylie i post everything i'm doing there uh tag talk sunday at five on fightful overbooked every sunday except for last week because it was a hurricane i'm sorry um yeah, anything else I'm doing, I'll post on my Twitter. Uh, subscribe to Faithful Overbooked. Lots of great content on there. Like this video, comment. Um, I'm sure you guys have some great opinions to share with us. Um, keep it classy, though, please. Um, yeah, other than that, I guess we'll see you guys next week.